This is exactly right. gals, non-binary pals, welcome to a mini-sode of the very interesting and hilarious and funny and beautiful and sometimes revealing bananas. That's true, and congratulations to everybody out there. Um, we all crossed 8 billion people for the first time in the history of the planet, and you are Ooh. officially a billionaire. If you're alive right now, you are a billionaire. <laughs> that a, is a lot of people. I'm sorry, you're a billionaire. Not you're a billionaire. billionaire. You're a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations to everybody. We've reached our capitalist dreams. We are all billionaires. <laughs> We're all billionaires. Uh, how much more can the planet sustain? Let's get to 11 billion. Let's find out. It took 12 years to go from 7 billion oh, to 8 billion. No, 12? Only I, 12? Yeah, I went down a pretty good rabbit hole. Here's I'm going to give you a couple stats. One you already know. One a lot of people know, but just in case, I don't yeah. know. Maybe we have a cool 12-year-old animal who hasn't heard these things okay. yet. Okay. Um, so comparing a billion to a million, one million seconds, like the time increment seconds, is mm-hmm. 11 days. A million seconds is 11 days. A billion seconds is mm-hmm. 31 and a half years. Mm-hmm. But So we kind of know that one. But this one I found funnier to visualize. Okay. So a million grams is how much a Chevrolet Corvette weighs. One million grams is how much a Chevy Corvette weighs. Okay, one million grams. A billion grams is seven Statue of Liberties. <laughs> Seven Statue I, of Liberties. That's when I talk. I talk about billionaires in my new special, and yeah, I posted but. clips about it online. And there's all these people who come out of the woodwork to like defend billionaires. Yeah, and, I, and I'm like, I don't think you. You think you're talking about just like a very rich person. Yes, and it's, it's that's not it. It is no. on a different scale of that human human history has never seen. Uh, yeah. And they don't understand that. They don't understand how much more a billion is than a million. They That's don't. crazy. That's a great one. Yeah. Seven, so one seven Corvette, Statue of Liberties. Yeah. The weight difference is one Corvette versus seven Statue of Liberties. And then the other one they gave, which is a little harder to picture, is one walrus is a million grams. <laughs> and one billion grams are five and a half blue whales. <laughs> it is so a little, it's, a little it's harder to picture to because picture, yeah. you think you know how big a blue whale is, and then you see one and you go, oh, that's bigger than I thought it was. Right, exactly. But isn't it just that people, everybody wants to assume they, they're going to be a billionaire. Like That's they all they, think they have the idea that they're going to get there. And so right. they're mad at you for hating who they think they could become, but that's they what won't. they're mad about. And it's like, you don't understand. You have as much chance of becoming a billionaire as I do as being Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan. Yes, that's right. That's how that's much right. I have. That's a dead Ronald Reagan. That's how much chance you have just a normal person of being a billionaire of becoming a billionaire. Billionaires are born into being billionaires. Maybe they start off as hundred millionaires. 
Right. Uh, and then they become billionaires. You don't or they have incredible timing. Timing and like the, the we've lived through the dot com. We've lived through the ascent of the Internet. So, yeah, there are a lot of sudden billionaires thanks to this new way of approaching the entire world. So, yes, there will be a lot of billionaires coming forward. And but you don't need to defend them. They don't they'll never know who you are and they don't care about you. So you, you don't need to back them up. It's like the bully in high school that beats everybody up. And you're like, that guy, Jason, he's so cool. That guy's yeah. so cool. It's like that guy doesn't care about you. Never will. <laughs> <laughs> and if you turn on him, he'll beat you up next too. So just exactly. let Jason be a bully and don't kiss his ass. Look at us getting somewhat political on bananas right at the top. We've never yeah. done it before. <laughs> Give it all away. Well, if you, a billion is a, a thousand million, right? So you could spend a million dollars a day for a thousand days. Yeah. That's for uh, almost three years for like, yeah. Give it away. That's what for I say. A million dollars a day for almost three years. Mm hmm. That's Give it away. Have fun with it. Like, you know, a dollar taco at a taco truck in L.A. is so delicious. <laughs> what do you need a billion for, really? A house that changes temperature when you walk into the room? Get real. Put a jacket on. Be cool. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, mini-sodes, if you've never listened to a mini-sode before, this is a departure. Uh, but we usually tell your, st- your stories, your confessions, and uh, to p- add some of our own if we so feel inclined. So I went deep. I went into old emails. Mm. I went on old screenshots. So mm. if you're hearing this, you may have sent it a year ago. You may have sent it two years ago. So I'm just going to bang through confessions. We don't even need the topics. These are I just anonymous bananas confessions all yard over the sale. map. Confession yard sale is the name of this one, Katie. There we go. Uh, here we go, Curdy B. I didn't know the Pacific Ocean had salt in it until I was 21 years old. <laughs> Before that, I always assumed it was the, quote, nice, end quote, ocean with warm water as opposed to the shitty, salty, cold Atlantic that Jack died in in Titanic. <laughs> it wasn't until I jumped in on a study abroad trip in China and came up to exclaim, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> that I figured this out. I am from the Midwest. You're absolved. Oh, that's so funny. I love that. I mean, you have all the oceans have salt in it. That's a big part of the oceans. That's that's a, kind of its main function. But I, uh, it's interesting to think of the ocean as being somehow shitty because it has salt in it. Like it's such a <laughs> it's such a small experience of being in the ocean, the saltiness yes. of the water. Yes. Uh it's such a minor uh part of it that it's very funny <laughs> that it was such a big deal for this person. Years ago I was a friend of mine is an actor and a comedic actor and a script had fallen his way to potentially attach and it was a funny script but it definitely need a lot of work and that was Zelda, right? We had, we had a bark? We had a bark and then me clapping under the table. That's exciting. I yeah. like... This is live to tape, guys. We, we live don't... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm never inside, so we never hear Zelda's just like... Yes. She just does it all, all the time. The general premise of this movie was, and I, this is not going to get me in trouble ever for saying it, was a guy was engaged to his girlfriend for so long that she had booked their honeymoon, and before he had ever... Uh, before they ever set a wedding date because he was dragging his feet, she decides to go on the honeymoon without him, and oh. that was that was the premise. And then this guy it. goes and spies on her and tries to win her back because blah blah blah. They lost touch. But the, the reason I bring this up is because based on that confession, 
this is where the industry was like five years ago, and it's definitely pivoted back a little bit. But everybody was so interested in Chinese investors that the note I got from the studio that controlled that script was, you got to put it at Yalong Bay. And I was like, what is Yalong Bay? And they're like, oh, you don't know Yalong Bay? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And it was like, it's a Chinese beach, and it's beautiful. There's, There's scuba diving and snorkeling and white sands. And I was like... So you want me to take this movie that takes place in New Jersey and now make it that their the honeymoon is no longer in like Hawaii, it's in China, and they're like, that's exactly what you want. We want you to do. We want you to look up Chinese gangs and make the Chinese gangs go after the woman. And I was like, I, now you're just giving me homework. This is a now I'm a history major and a geography major in college again, and I'm like, no man. It died. That movie did not get made for a reason. But they asked, they asked, have you heard of Yalong Bay until I just said it? No. I'm sure it's But I bet beautiful. you there's one to two billion people who have. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a huge international hit movie. Yeah, because that's what they, they want to watch. They want to watch Americans in China. <laughs> that's right. Here's one that starts with a compliment and then turns into a confession. Okay. Today is shitty. And all I'm thinking about is the next Bananas episode so I can laugh and laugh and laugh and not think about all the terribles. I'm drowning oh. in sorrows, but I'm drowning, uh, I'm drowning my sorrows with old episodes. They're making me smile. Thank you for bringing silliness to your listeners. Thank you very much. That's nice. That Thank you. Thank you. We really appreciate you for listening. And I hope, hope things have turned around since you sent this years ago. Yes, that's right. So we'll pivot. Um, Here's the confession. Once in fourth grade during our art class time, I didn't know what to do, so I copied my friend's project who was sitting right next to me. I ended up winning first place for the... <laughs> for the fourth grade art school contest. My mom still has that piece of art hanging in her house. It's tinfoil drawn on with a Sharpie. <laughs> You're absolved. You're absolved. Uh, what yeah, a good you person. Are what a good... But like a kid, but, they're like, be creative yeah. right now. But also for fourth grade, how would you have the mental wherewithal to be like, sorry, guys, I have to excuse myself from this competition. I have cheated. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like this, especially with art, too, where you like, essentially, you were being a good artist. You're like, because <laughs> good artists do. They copy, they see things yeah. they like, and then and try to replicate them and yeah. then they improve them. Yes, that's right. You're being a good artist. Yeah, honestly, at that age, to be able to look at somebody else's thing and mimic it better than them, good for you. Yeah. I had a French teacher. I hope you fake paintings now. Yes, that's right. (laughs) I love imposters like that. Every documentary about somebody that's excellent at faking masterpieces, I'm like, they're more talented. (laughs) Here we go. Sending a confession for a future mini-sode. When I was seven. Oh, this one's great, Kurt. Okay. This one is so great. When I was seven, I had a tur- turtle named Ito. I named him after the judge of the O.J. Simpson trial, <laughs> which is dates this person a little bit. But also, such a funny, such a funny thing to see Judge Ito and be like, "Yeah, that that should be a turtle." <laughs> yes, Judge Lance. I think his first name was Lance Ito. Lance I think that's Ito. And Jay Leno would do the dancing Itos where he would just have a bunch of guys that look like him come out and like do can-can kick steps and stuff. Crazy. What a time to be alive. Um, I had a turtle named Ito. He died. And my mom said we should give him a burial at sea. As she drove us to the local river, 
and was crossing the bridge, she slowed down a little bit. And in my kid brain, I thought this was a sign that it was time to let him go. So I rolled down the window and chucked a turtle out like a Frisbee. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You're certainly absolved because that is so funny. That is so, so funny. Oh, my God. I just remember because I'm, th- I'm imagining this bridge that goes from Neptune into Shark River Hills in New Jersey. Right. And uh, we used to crab off of it. And, uh, and cra- for those of you who don't know, crabbing, you take a, a, a chicken drumstick and you wire yeah, it chicken neck, yeah. to the bottom of a cage that when the cage, it, it's, like a, it's like a pyramid, but then when mm-hmm. it hits the ground, the sides fall open and it's flat. So then I've always just imagined yes. like a full chicken drumstick the only time it's been on the bottom of that river <laughs> is when it's a trap. <laughs> That's right. That's but think right. about, like, from a crab's perspective, like, what are they yeah. eating down there? Just, like, dead maybe carcasses. a muscle, dead yeah. carcasses, <laughs> maybe right. shit of another animal that, like, floated down. And then Definitely. all of a sudden, <laughs> fresh from the grocery store drumstick <laughs> descends from God. Oh, of course you're getting in there. Of course 15 crabs are going to crowd on top of each other to get a little taste of that chicken. Right. Fresh meat. Any time crabs ever face fresh meat, they're about <laughs> to get... Because when you pull up on the string, the trap door, the cage closes around them. It's a brilliant design. Yeah. That design is incredible. Super simple and very smart. But what a true bait and switch. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. For that two or three minutes where you're letting it on the bottom... Also, crabs walk up to things sideways, which is funny. So it's like creeping yes. up sideways, like oh. side-eyeing it, being like, That's really is that funny. a drumstick? And I don't know why, but when good things happen to me, I do think of that drumstick and that crab. Yeah. Like, this is a trap. There's yeah. like waiting for the other shoe to drop on it. <laughs> That's the Catholic in you. That's yeah. the Catholic in you, because I have that too. And like, even my dad said to me once, he was like, hey, like things were going really well in my career and stuff. He's like, this is when you got to be careful. And you're like, what? <laughs> It's like when things are rocking and rolling, that's when, and you're like, oh, God, why? That's funny. That Catholic guilt. Why would you enjoy life fully? Why would you just let good things happen to you? Yeah. Um, Here's another one. Confession. When my best friend and I were in seventh grade, we scammed several households in our neighborhood out of $50. My friend bought one of those small cash boxes that had the three-digit combo lock on the front, which we used as the main prop in our con. We dressed up in our Sunday's best and went door to door asking for donations for Model UN, claiming we were raising funds to go to a trip to Washington, D.C., and every single adult we hit up was more than happy to drop a five or a ten into our very legitimate looking collection box, which we then used to buy two extra large pizzas and two (laughs) liters of soda. Forgive us, old banana boys, and lead us not into temptation. (laughs) another catholic there another catholic (laughs) i love that one too i know me too that's so great i but i that you know you and i were talking about uh, trick-or-treating recently and how when you grow up on the east coast because it's cold people sit inside their house so every time you would walk up to your house you had to ring the doorbell knock on the door and there was a gap where you would hear Mm -hmm. footsteps come or whatever and then the door would swing open and 
That was suspenseful. Now, in Los Angeles, people sit outside at a table usually, or at least on their front porch in a chair. So you just walk up to them, they see you come, and they say, hey, guys, all that stuff. But like what these kids are doing, I remember being a kid and selling chocolate bars door-to-door. I remember selling magazine subscriptions door-to-door. Yep. Um, I'm sure other things, too, but it was always like you would just walk up to houses at seven eight nine years old ring a doorbell and then a stranger would open the door and you'd be like do you want to buy an eagle scout chocolate or whatever and they'd be like yes here's two dollars and you put it in an envelope that's crazy i know that wasn't that long ago and it and like like as a nine-year-old yes yeah a nine-year-old just wandering a neighborhood, not even up to, you know, like you would go to your neighbor's houses first that you knew yeah. or whatever, but then you're just knocking on doors and offering them magazines and chocolate. Yep. The Strange magazines times. thing was so crazy. I remember the magazine drive happened every year, and you're just trying to get people to get magazines. It was so, and the prizes, oh, the prizes. But So my daughter, I think I owe you some popcorn, right? Yes, I think I yes. paid you, yeah. Okay, great. I have it here, I, but I, I like the kids, no the kids rush. to drop it off. <laughs> no rush. <laughs> it's you really can... good popcorn. I bet uh, it is. But Olive sold popcorn, so it was just the same thing, and she had like levels of prizes that she could get to. But her big one that she wanted to get was if she sold 10 bags of popcorn, she got a, uh, <laughs> a DJ party. That's all it said. It just said a DJ party. Aww. The DJ party has not happened yet. I don't know Aww. what the DJ party is. <laughs> uh, you might be the DJ. You might, be, might DJing. be the DJ. <laughs> this time you won't be tripping so hard that you play the same song for two hours. Or... <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories. Okie oh, dokie. Confession. Aren't these fun? Going back and just hearing yeah. the random ones, I was just scrolling through my phone and anything that said confession, I was like, oh shit, I forgot to do that one. Confession in eighth grade, also a lot of kids, now that I'm mm-hmm. saying that we've had a lot of confessions about yeah. being bad little children. Confession in eighth grade, my science class tested the density of our taste buds to what? see if we were super tasters, normal tasters, or below average <laughs> tasters. <laughs> this seems not scientific this at is all. so funny. Oh, man. Why was the life before the internet was chaos? Because now you just Google like tongues and you'd be like, yeah, we know everything we need to know. Back then it'd be like, what do you think of this lemon dum dum or below average tasters? I was the only person in my class to test below average. (laughs) (laughs) That's so depressing. When my mom asked me what I did in school that day with shame in my tongue, I think on my tongue, I lied. And I lied big. I told her I was a super taste tester. And it has been over eight years now. My mother mentions it at least once a week. And I am designated our family's taste tester. (laughs) I love that so much. Because obviously the tasting thing must be genetic. So the whole family must (laughs) not be really tasting things too much. But now they've designated someone who's definitely not <laughs> bad at it. Yeah. That <laughs> what do you think, Bananimal? Tastes good to me. Well, if that Bananimal thinks it tastes good, then the whole family's going to enjoy it. <laughs> that makes me laugh so hard. I love that so much. Yeah. Oh. 
Yes, that is so funny. I I don't think we had anything like that in my school. I remember people mm-hmm. would draw tongues for science fair projects. I can remember people being like bitter, salty, sweet, like the zones on the mm-hmm. tongue. But then I don't think that's true. I think now I don't it's think that's true. Your whole tongue tastes everything. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird that we thought that. Isn't it's that crazy? We thought so that? strange that <laughs> like well, if you lick something with the tip of your tongue and it was bitter, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But that's why you like science, because at least science goes, we were wrong. We were wrong, but we blew it. We have so much more information now. We were wrong. We're going to find out that we're wrong. <laughs> Probably. I was watching Yellow Jackets, and they said that women, they were like, everybody's cycle had synced up. And I've always been told that that's an urban legend, and it was based on an old study that's not true, that women's periods sync up if they're together long enough. And I heard yes. that that's not true. I've heard both. I've heard Me- both. I've heard like the old wives' tale that it happens. Then I've heard the debunked uh, version of it. And then from every woman I've ever talked to going, oh, no, it's 100% true. Good. And so how, who going to believe the ladies on this one. To, I'm going to believe the ladies on that one. Um, Here's another one for us. Last one. Send us home, Scott. Okay, let me double check these because I have a few here. Um, yeah, this is a good one. I like this one. Hello. Here's one confession from something that happened recently. My now very close friend. My now very close friend. So this wording is a little strange. My, uh, my now very close friend who is my male best friend's wife. Okay. Best friend's wife. Okay. So me and Lauren, Great. basically. Got it. Yeah, yeah, Got yeah. it. We ate chocolate uh, with magic mushrooms in it for her traditional bath ceremony ceremony to become Jewish. So there's the a traditional best, bath ceremony? There is. I you did get not fully know. Fully nude inside of a you take a bath and there are rabbis around you. That is part of converting to Judaism. So there, that's fascinating. So there is a version. That's crazy. That that's obviously where uh, baptizing comes from probably. for Christians, right? It yeah. probably came out of the Jewish tradition of doing this. Yeah, it's called a bath ceremony. Yeah, okay. or, or it says Jewish bath ceremony. It probably has a much. It probably has a Hebrew, a Yiddish right. name that we just I, don't know. Hundred percent, and I don't want to try to pronounce it. We won't. We will embarrass ourselves. Yes. Um, sounds very nice. Um, she was converting uh, to be Jewish for her marriage to embrace her husband's traditions, but she is not particularly spiritual and wasn't feeling it. So we together decided to force that spirituality into uh, the ceremony. We would have her eat as many chocolate <laughs> magic mushrooms as possible. The mother and the sister-in-law, the nieces, and all the other women were there, which was a bit intimidating. There were a lot of, uh, there was lots of mysticism and tender moments that made us cry, but we were ready for it thanks to the mushrooms, and it turned out amazing. Apart from the bride, and only my husband knows. So only four That's people awesome. know. Everybody else that witnessed this just thought she was having true spiritual moments, but That's really, beautiful. she had eaten a bunch of magic mushrooms and chocolate. But also, that's what that—that's what that's for. Like, you don't have like a, a religious experience just with mushrooms. Maybe you do, but for the most part, they were always used in conjunction with a a ritual yeah. of some sort. And yes. so that's like boom, right? Well, that's perfect. I've I always that. thought that weddings that had a Catholic mass before, as part of the ceremony, so it extends it an hour or whatever, should have had they should have a half hour open bar before the mass for those of us Hell, who don't practice. Yeah. 
to slam two or three quick cocktails yeah. and then go in there and watch how we get into it. We'll be saying the homily. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said for my wedding because I was always, with, even with a 20-minute wedding ours was yeah. like a 20 minute wedding i was like you got to give people a drink the fucking second they get off that goddamn bus yeah. and so we had drinks for people right before before the 20 minute ceremony oh yeah um so was, oh yeah that's the way that was a it, fun folks. one that was yeah fun. well thank you so much for listening to another minisode of bananas uh thank you to everyone at exactly right thank you to katie levine our producer thank you to lisa maggot our real human intern and uh, Bananimals, thank you for telling everybody about the Bananas Podcast. No matter if you're listening to it next week or listening to this in six months, we appreciate you listening, and uh, word of mouth helps a lot. So stay crazy and stay bananas. Bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.